Welcome to YFC Now, with news and encouragement from Fresno Madera Youth for Christ. Ministering to area kids for over 65 years, here is the host of YFC Now, Executive Director Ed Kazmarek. Let me kick us off today with a scripture. Psalm 121, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. The Lord of heaven and earth will not slumber or sleep. He will guard you by day and by night. That is a, uh, a psalm, Psalm 121, that was really important to me when I was young. When I was a teenager and I was first kind of uh, understanding my relationship with Christ. Uh, I had met Christ at age 17 and that summer I went on a hiking trip in the mountains of Wyoming. And uh, if you've ever been to the Rocky Mountains, you know that there are some awful high mountains and we were doing a rappelling trip, so we were sliding down ropes 100 feet over a cliff. And I was scared to death. Uh, my good friends know that uh, I'm scared of heights. And the funny thing is, God has put me in situations where I've had to uh, deal with heights and rock climbing and ropes and rappelling and that kind of thing because I've worked in, in Christian camps with kids. So this particular time was a first opportunity for me to experience my uh, paralyzing fear of heights. And we were doing this repelling trip, and I just couldn't do it until I read Psalm 121. And the Lord told me he would not let my foot slip. I took him literally at that, and I, I took that as a promise. And I went and did that repelling activity, and I loved it. And it was a great challenge that God helped me through. So that was a lesson learned for me early on in my faith. And I'm so thankful to the Lord that he gives us scripture and he gives us encouragement and he puts people in our lives. I know I had adults in my life when I was a teenager who made a big difference to me. Um, soon after I made a decision to follow Christ, I had a mentor. Uh, his name was Randy Johnson, not to be confused with the uh, professional baseball pitcher. But this guy, Randy, wrote me letters back when we used to do such things, actually write letters on paper to people. And he encouraged me with scripture and with exhortation to follow Christ. And that was so important to me as a teenager to have an adult who cared about me speak into my life and support me and encourage me. Um, boy, what a, what a great uh, memory I have of those times. And that is probably why I'm in ministry today working with Youth for Christ, because I believe in the difference that adults can make in the lives of kids. And I believe in Jesus. I believe that everybody needs the Lord and we find out all about him through scripture and through prayer. So I kicked off with a big story here, but I want to welcome you to the show, the YFC Now show. We as a ministry just love seeing transformation in the lives of kids. If you've listened to our show, you may have caught a past show with one of our ministry staff, Carolyn Flores Conrad. Carolyn is the head of our middle school division. We call it Campus Life M. This is the division that works with middle schoolers at the different schools around Fresno County. We also reach into Madera County. Ron Giovanetti is our man in Madera County, reaching the youth for Christ there and supporting on-campus clubs at Desmond and some of the other middle schools and high schools in Madera. But today we're focusing on some of the work in the Fresno County schools, uh, the Fresno uh, middle schools. And I've asked Carolyn to come back. In the past show, Carolyn shared some stories from kids that, that they had shared by way of a kind of a, a secret 
um, what do I want to say? They wrote down their thoughts about Jesus on a piece of paper and put it in a box. Isn't that right, Carolyn? Yes, that's so correct. Let me welcome you back, Carolyn. Um, so we, you have gathered these sheets of paper, and kids feel comfortable sharing some of their private thoughts because you, they can put that on paper, and you later read that, and you get back to them. Isn't that correct? Yes, that's correct. Either myself or one of my volunteers. So there's a little bit of follow-up with these kids. As they share through our Campus Life clubs at middle school, they share their private feelings, their struggles, their challenges, how they feel about Jesus, and then Carolyn and the crew follow up with them afterwards. And we shared some of those in a past show, but we've got some more today. And you mentioned to me before the show that there's a lot of suffering out there. And some of what we're going to hear today is some of, uh, quite frankly, the suffering that kids go through as they navigate life. And some of them are doing that kind of on their own. They don't have a lot of support from, from parents or adults. So we're going to delve right in, and we're going to pray for some of these kids today as well. So tell us about some of the situations you've run into. Um, so with kids and with adults, um, there's a variety of different situations that go on. And I just, my prayer is that whoever is listening right now um, prays for these kids. Um, you're not going to know them by name, but you're going to hear their story, and God knows who they are. Um, starting out with what Ed said, I have a yellow box (laughs) that I bring with me to club and I feel privileged and definitely at times saddened and challenged that kids talk to me about what's going on in their life. Um, so often we seek in youth ministry, have kids talk to me, have kids talk to me. And then when they finally talk to you, you're like, uh, what do I do with that? (laughs) And So I am privileged to have these different things to share with you. Um, When we talked about suffering, it was in the context of there are trials in everybody's life. Mm -hmm. And what you consider suffering, even if it's not the mainstream definition, if it impacts you, then it's suffering Mm -hmm. to you. And Jesus cares about that, and he loves you. And even though sometimes we don't see it right now, Um, I know for myself, I shared with the kids that I went through a lot of things when I was younger, and now looking back, I can see that there were people in my life Mm. that he put in there. And it's not always going to be easy. Jesus never promised us easy. (laughs) Right. Um, So what I want to share with you is uh, a girl talks about she's confused that her parents fight all the time. Mm. And the way that her father is treating her mother she sees something wrong with that. Like, is that normal? Um, But I'm upset about it. Um, Another kid writes, my dad is an alcoholic. And when he drinks, he yells at me. And how sad is that to hear? Mm -hmm. And that's definitely impacting this kid's um, schoolwork. (laughs) I know school's really important. So schoolwork and just um, relationships that he has with, he or she has with other people. So as you see these kids coming to school, uh, I mean, it's just important for us to remember that there's a whole backstory behind the facade of seeing these hundreds of kids at middle school. And each kid has a story at home that they're bringing to school. And so we wonder why there might be fights or disobedience or strife and struggle at school or a kid maybe falling asleep at their desk, you know, 
there are situations going on at home. Many of the teachers are clued in and aware of such things. And we as ministry staff and a team want to be aware of these things as well. And so we're, we're going to hear some more here. Um, so I have a girl that I've known since the beginning of the school year. And the first time I started talking to her, had her fill out a paper. She mentioned this, but it's not something that goes away. Um, her mom died when she was 13, mm. and she's 14 now. And she died six days before her birthday. And she writes that she was the best mom ever. Oh, heartbreaking. How do you... How do you console someone who's lost their parent at such a critical age? Mm. Um, and especially as a female, like losing that person that you care about mm. and you look up to. Um, I have another one. I'm kind of going on the theme of family. Family is the greatest thing and sometimes it's not so great. Uh, but I have a kid who... Uh, their father announced that his girlfriend is having a kid, having a baby, and this kid feels like this girlfriend hates, you know, hates me, um, she never talks to me, she only cares about her kids that she has, and now this baby. So where do I fit in a family like that? That's big things to deal with mm. if you're... 13, yeah. <laughs> and you live in a home that you don't feel welcomed. Yeah. You know, when we work with the hundreds of kids like we do, you start to hear stories that you just can't believe. You know, you think that normal life is going on, but uh, let's just say there's a new normal. I mean, sometimes there's a different normal in people's homes. And we hear some pretty kind of crazy things about uh, dads who are abandoning families and uh, moms who are doing things that are unwise, and it comes out when when you ask a kid to share honestly, they are going to share, and so you find out a lot this way. Um, I have another girl who her mother has um, a long term illness. Um, she's going to die. Her prognosis is very poor, and she's left to take care of her younger siblings and still do schoolwork and mm. still excel. And and this is a middle school girl. This is in middle school. Mm -hmm. So she's in eighth grade right now. And her father doesn't live at home. Um, her parents are divorced. And it's hard for her to continue to excel and to continue to strive when really any time her mom could die and she could not be there. How much weight? I mean, how much weight that takes on adults who have ailing family members? Um, but now to imagine a middle school kid carrying that burden. Right. That's and it. taking it's... care of siblings. Like, some of us as adults don't do that well mm. when yeah. we're struggling with things. Sure. Wow. Uh, I'd like to share another one that is really sad. Um, when I read it, I looked... this girl happened to put her name and I'm like, I don't think I know you. <laughs> so what's interesting and what's a privilege to us is sometimes we just have kids come at the right time hmm. and maybe we don't get to meet them, but they get to hear our talk and they get to hear that Jesus cares about them and maybe they never come back. Hmm. Um, but we're left with little nuggets <laughs> right. of their life. Right. 
And this and they're, was, and they're left with little nuggets as well right. that they took from that ministry that they were had the opportunity to be a part of. Right. Um, and this girl talks about her father is addicted to drugs and alcohol um, since she was four years old. Mm. And he leaves, comes and leaves at random times, and they don't really know. Um, he's battling cancer for the second time in his life and is still making these choices. And she talks about how it's hard for her mother and for her five-year-old brother because you never know when he's coming back, when he's leaving. Mm. Um, going back to the other girl that I talked about whose mother has a long-term illness, like, this girl's probably, she doesn't write this down, but she's probably thinking, I could never see him again. How do I feel about that? Yeah. Like. The uncertainty. She talks about being um, upset with him. And she really doesn't like what he's doing. So that's that tension as a young kid between I care about this person, but I disagree with everything else that's going on. What happens if he dies? How do I feel about that? Do I feel guilty that I'm upset with him because he's never here? Or am I supposed to be, you know, okay with everything and pretend like it didn't happen? Um and so this girl in, part- in particular um, asked prayer for him and for her family that something might change. And in talking about suffering, that's real <laughs> suffering. Yes. Um, and definitely I think a lot of things that are happening in this day and age across the board is a lot of um, hard things to wrap kids' brains around. Mm. Like... In little situations where, how am I supposed to process that Mm -hmm. if I don't have someone to talk to? Sure. Well, these kids are, I mean, we're talking about uh, 12-year-old, 13-year-old kids. They don't have the tools to process this kind of stuff. This is really heavy, heavy stuff. Um, You know, they are not developed emotionally and psychologically enough to be able to handle these heavy weights. So these turn into wounds or areas where they... um, are, their their growth is held back in these areas because they don't know how to process it, don't know how to handle it. And they might act out or they might have emotional scars that they carry with them into adulthood. And guess what? Those don't just disappear as adults. We all know that if we've had wounds and issues in our background, we're going to carry those as baggage into our adult lives. And that's what these kids are facing. Well, guess what? We get to be there for them and help them process some of these things. I mean, a kid may not understand that that there's a loving God because of these things happening in their life. We get to kind of separate that out for them and help them process and understand that the world has fallen. There is sin in the world. People do make bad choices and bad decisions and hurt us, but that is separate from a loving God. And we can tie that together and help them understand how God's story overlaps our own painful stories and how Christ heals even through these messes that we get ourselves into, that our families are in. So this is the redemption that we get to help them understand, and we get to walk through these hard situations with them. So what else, Caroline? What, who else are you going to tell us about? So um, I have, you know, a couple of kids who just say they're angry. 
Like, they don't say what they're angry about. And sometimes when we ask specific questions, they like to answer the question that they think I'm asking, not mm-hmm. the one I'm actually asking. Mm-hmm. And so we get to think about those kids and pray about those kids. Like, what are you actually angry about? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? And um, some things that aren't as heavy (laughs) as things we've talked about in the past, you know, 10 to 12 minutes, but are important. And suffering comes in all forms. And one girl in particular, um, she says she really cared about this guy and she started dating him at 13. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he broke up with her and now he's dating someone else and she's left in the wind, confused, um, about, I'm still hurt. Like, how is he not hurt if I care about him? Mm. And that kind of ties into another topic that we talk about, which is dating. Sure. And that God has saved you um, for you are meant for someone else that maybe you won't meet here in junior high and don't feel that pressure. Right. But so often, I mean, I would say probably 95, if not more, percent of the kids that I work with have already started dating or whatever dating looks like in their context. And when those things end, it's hurt. Mm -hmm. Because especially girls just pour so much of themselves into that. Sure. You know, um, I want to take a moment right here, Carolyn, and ask our listening audience to pray with us. Okay. So we're just stopping in the middle of our show here. And I just want to ask people to take the time. Uh, If you're driving, don't close your eyes, Uh, but take a moment with us just to pray for these kids and these situations. So let's pray. Lord, we run into a lot of kids who are hurting, and you know this. You know that they're hurting out there and that they have family situations, they have broken situations, parents who have abandoned them, even friends, uh, even dating relationships that are hurtful and harmful. And so we stop and pray and contend for these kids right now, Lord. We know that you know them by name and you know their schools, where they're at and their families and their situations. We pray for our middle school kids, Lord, across the county, across Madera and Fresno County. And we ask you to intervene and love these kids and show them your personhood, show them your reality so that they know you're the one who will never abandon them or forsake them, but you'll be with them as they walk through these hard situations in their lives. Work through our ministry teams to reach these kids for your name and in your name, and that they will receive the refreshment that we as Christians have received from you, the joy and peace and comfort that you give when people rely on you. Help them to turn to you, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Carolyn, um, it's so important to pray for our kids, and I want to ask our listening audience to Put us on the refrigerator. Pray for the ministry of Youth for Christ through the middle schools. Now, we've got um, probably five minutes left to go into some more stories and some more situations. What else do you have to tell us about what's going on in kids' lives? Um, So friendships are important, and it's another topic that we probably hit three times (laughs) during a school year. Um, Choosing the right kind of people to hang out with Mm. and... When you think you have chosen those right kind of people and they don't turn out the way you think, um, you're hurt by it. And I have a girl who said, um, I have a best friend, but I don't know her anymore. 
she's doing things that I don't want to do and I don't know mm. if I can be her friend. Wow. And you don't know where that relationship has been. This girl in particular, I'm she didn't write her name, but I'm pretty sure I know who she is. Um, you know, her story is that she's known this girl off and on for a long time and they've been friends and they've done things together in, in probably the past month and a half. I haven't seen them together as much mm. and she doesn't go into detail about what's going on with this other girl. Um, but the other girl I know relatively well and she's dealing with some other bad choices that she's making. And so that tension is there and that hurt is still there when you feel the loss of a best friend. You know, this is one thing we don't think about much, but there are heroic decisions being made by middle schoolers. Some of these kids are making great, great choices. And on the outside, it may look like they're just an average kid, but some of these kids are standing up for righteousness and saying no to some of the bad things their friends are doing. This is an example. Uh, We don't know exactly the detail, but we hear all the time about kids who are having to make tough choices and they might lose their friends. They might be ostracized and pushed out of a group of kids because they stand for righteousness and they stand for the truth. And that may be because of their new relationship with Christ. And, um, you know, I have one kid who's actually a couple of kids in asking this question about suffering, um, who really care about their grandparents and their grandparents are getting older and Mm. they're really sick. And what do you do with that? You're 13 and, you know, 12 or 13, and you're losing a grandparent. I know, like, myself, I lost my grandmother a couple of years ago, and that was still hard, and I was in my 20s. (laughs) Mm. And to not have that extended time with them Mm -hmm. when you're older, not to see them for special events. And with some of the family situations you've mentioned, a grandparent might be that loving connection for the kid. And I have some kids that live with their grandparents because of family situations, Mm -hmm. and that plays a key role into how they feel because, well, what if grandma or grandpa, something happens to them? Where am I supposed to go? Like, my parents don't want me living with them. That's why I'm living with my grandparents, and what does that look like? Mm. Heavy weights to carry. And so I think... Something that's important to note is suffering is different for every kid. We shared some of, you know, the harder stories, um, you know, of broken families, and then some of the other things that are equally as important to these kids, like dating and friendships Mm. and, you know, but universally, how blessed we are as a ministry team to be able to know these stories and to address them and to talk about them. Because sometimes in our hardest times, these kids aren't looking to God because no one's talking about him. Like they're looking to other things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's definitely where the devil has a stronghold in our kids because they don't know how to process situations Mm -hmm. that they shouldn't be facing, but are because of the things that are going on. Well, Carolyn, we're about at the end of our time, but I'm so glad that you and your team are on the front lines with these kids, helping them process these things, helping them with their suffering, helping them deal with family situations. When they need balance, they need input from an adult who is healthy and loves the Lord, and you guys are providing that. I think that's awesome. So thank you for what you do. We're glad to do it and thankful to do it every week. 
you know, I know too, you're going to camp. Uh, you're taking middle schoolers to camp pretty soon. Yes. And I want to ask our listening audience to pray for that. Um, camp is happening and camp is an opportunity for kids to get away from their environment and really put themselves at the feet of the Lord and find out who he is. Some of them for the first time are going to make that decision. We pray. And then also those who already know him will get closer to him. Well, we're coming to the end of our time. I just want to invite uh, anyone listening to connect with Youth for Christ in whatever way you feel led. You can find out more about us on our website, yfcnow.org. We have different fundraisers that we do. One thing that we do I'd like to invite the community to is our See the Story Hour. Every second Friday of the month from noon to one, we walk people through our ministry site and we show them what kind of ministry we do. And you'll meet our ministry staff at that. Give us a call. Thank you so much for listening today. Bye-bye. You've been listening to YFC Now. Contact us with your comments and questions at 237-4741. Visit us on Facebook or on the web at yfcnow.org. Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting our youth.